We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Stand by for an urgent bulletin. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Cleveland has no hitters. A bunch of punch and Judy hitters is what we call them in our day. You punch and then you you run like Judy. I say Wimby, Wamby, Wambly. Jeff Lutz. Yeah, so we're sexist now. That's cool. We like it. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. It's awesome, baby. Hello, everybody. Welcome a Tuesday show. Bob and Jeff here on KFH Radio. Happy to have you along. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, your co-host, 869-1240, the IHOP hotline, Max Power Producing Engineering. As we get started on a Tuesday, we got a big rainstorm out there out of nowhere. I didn't see that on any of the Storm Team 8s or 9s. We had it. We had it to, uh, to didn't rain. didn't see that covered. We had it to rain yes, to, uh, this morning and later this evening. So, yeah, we're on top of it. I didn't see anything about this morning. Uh, well, Ross Jansen sent an email to a viewer that said we had it this morning and we've got it this evening. And I'm not going to trust Ross Jansen. How often do you get calls questioning your weather acumen? I don't answer the phone that much. Do you get uh, calls out there? Do people I'll call? call the people call. 838-1212. I don't think that's our number anymore. Uh, well, you, I call it. Um, I don't know if anybody answers, but I'm going to continue to call it. When well, I don't I know what eight three eight twelve twelve goes to. I'm going to. I, I used to call it back in the day. I think we're eight three one six something. Back in the day, when I was at my friend's house late at night, we were watching news or watching a game or something, and they interrupted with the weather. I would frequently call the newsroom. Really? To lodge a complaint. Well, there was someone at the. That makes uh, me laugh. I don't know. There was know. someone in the newsroom the other day. Well, I won't. I won't repeat it. What do you mean you won't? If repeat you call it? a radio station, you've got some kind of a screw loose somewhere, or a, a TV station. Who said that? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, out that person. So that person said, if you call us, you got a screw loose. Yeah. Well, I, that's uh, that's not very good public relations. You should welcome every call that people make. We do. We love when people call us. Except that one guy who thinks he got a screw loose. <laughs> I mean, would you call a TV station? Of course I would. I, For why what? Not? To get some information. In the year 2023, what would you possibly call a television station for? Because you know what? Older people get used to things. Uh, up until I left the Eagle in 2017 uh, for the Grand Prairie of Retirement, we got calls all the time. 
Well, I love our callers to Channel 12. And back in the day, that we got it was ringing constantly. I know. Uh, people want information. There. They do. So they, they love having what, information. If you're an information outlet, why wouldn't well, we We call don't know you? everything. Well, we still want to call you. We want to see what you know. I guess. Don't, don't, don't get on my television and say, Channel 12, the look of a leader. When I don't, I don't think that's our slogan. What is it? We don't have one. We're you just twelve news. Well, didn't you used to be the look of a leader? I don't know what we used to well, be. Let me tell you what: if you don't have information, you can't lead. We don't need the look of a leader. We are leaders. That's all I'm saying. We don't need to look like leaders. Cake news on my side. Well, you better take a call from me. Then. Who? Cake. Never Channel heard of three. Uh, we're here for you. Whatever their slogan is. Why would you talk about cake on this on this radio show? Because I talk about all of them. I'm not bound to contractually not say anything about other, other stations. Well, you should be. If I'm being honest with you, I live, I've lived close to cake television. Well, uh, for cake's forever. fine. Cake's fine. Are you not, have, have they told you to tone down the uh, references to... No. Well, then what but are I you have acting some, so weird I have for? some feelings about cake that, uh, you know, probably don't need to be shared. Well, you, you, who knows? I had some feelings about uh, uh, other things, too. Well, you didn't, have a, you didn't have a competitor. No, we didn't have a real competitor, although TV thought they were our competitor, which, no offense to anyone on TV, but would kind of laugh that off. Uh, no, again, no offense. We just outmanned them. Well, I don't think television and newspaper are competitors. Well, but uh, TV, having been on both sides, I don't think uh, there's not many similarities. Uh, but we just, you know, we took it right to them. Well, we're taking it to you now. What do you mean to me? To the newspaper business. Oh, really? You are? I think so. Well, I, there's no, uh, there's no outmanned anybody now. Everybody's understaffed. Our uh, guest at two forty-five may have something to say about that. Well, Denise we'll Neal from the Wichita Eagle. Uh, who covers restaurants and food, and I don't see any of that coverage on the look of a leader. Well, you're looking at somebody who might someday be able to provide something like that. Really? I think so. <laughs> you're going to go toe-to-toe with Denise Neal. I'm not going to go toe-to-toe with Denise Neal. Who's got Neal. every contact in the world. And you... I don't need contact. You hadn't had anything that wasn't fried in 30 years. You're going to try to take her on in the restaurant news business. I'm not saying that. What are you saying? I'm, not, I'm just saying uh, there's there's movement, not really, but there's about to be movement to where I uh, provide more original content. <laughs> and that might mean going and reviewing a you restaurant. You know what that almost reminded me of? I don't know, man. There's going to be like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that ever comes to fruition. Oh, it's going to. And it's going to happen faster than you think. Really? It's on the cusp of happening. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have some conversations. Nothing yet, though. Nothing yet. I'm going to... Oh, I'm this gonna, is all in your brain. No, I'm going to I'm gonna sit down with Nobody some people. Nobody said anything. I'm going to sit down with some people. Nobody said anything, though. Well, yeah. I, was told, uh, I was told the other day in a conversation that wasn't related that, hey, we, we need to find you some time to uh, work on your own stuff because people think and speak highly about it. Well, good for you. So I'm gonna. I'm happy for I'm you. I'm gonna make a little transition. Whatever you can do, whatever you can do to make things better, right? Yeah, that's right what good. we're all striving to do out here. Exactly. Add add some value. 
I had a breakfast this morning at 8 o'clock on the east side at the Marriott. The Marriott? I got home. With, I didn't stay for the entire the entirety. We set baseball back about 30 years last night in League 42. We had one of those games uh, that ended 18-17, to 17, and it lasted uh, forever. And uh, it was just one of those games. That was your it team? It was reminiscent. No, it was reminiscent of the early years of League 42, which we rarely see anymore because our league has uh, improved vastly since those times. But this particular game got got a little uh, got a little ugly. So not a lot of earned runs is what you're saying. And the second game, which was scheduled to start at eight, started at eight fifty. And you yeah. can imagine that sets you back a little bit. A little bit. Not horrible, but yeah, I get you. Eight fifty is pretty horrible, especially when you have a time limit. So well, imagine how long the other that last game? inning game. That last. Why didn't the was. other game have a time limit? It does. Every game has a time. Then limit. Why did we go over by fifty minutes? Because we had. We just did. We started an inning, and the inning lasted forever. Huh. And and that's the that's the way it works. It and if does. you ever came out to help us, well, what do you need me to do? Uh, we need you to, we're in our last week of the year now, but we've needed you all year. What do you need me to do? Come out and supervise. Supervise? That doesn't sound like me. I'm not really a supervisor. Supervise our fields. What's the uh, pay rate for something yeah, like you that? you get something. <laughs> we'll give you something. Uh, but anyway, long night, early morning. Uh, did get a little bit of sleep in, but I'm I'm tired. And tomorrow we take a group of kids up to Kansas City, uh, so I got to find sleep here when I can here in the next couple of days. Well, the next tonight, especially sleep is extremely valuable when you get to my age. Sleep is valuable at any age. I I don't I don't ever feel like it's been more valuable than it is right now. Why? I don't know. Uh, because I'm older. I've always uh, felt like sleep was important. Older I people need I sleep to... all the time. Well, I don't try to sleep all the time. I feel I feel like that's a waste of time. But I need my sleep. What about when you're tired? Well, I'm always tired. Okay, sleep. No, that's not how people should operate. Well, I gotta I gotta sleep. You know, how many hours a day do you sleep? Seven, but then on Saturday, like this past Saturday, I slept all day. I've never been more tired. All day. My God. Unbelievable. You slept all day. Pretty much, yeah. And I woke up and I went to do the wind surge, but yeah, I was sleeping for a lot of the day. And then Sunday, I didn't sleep hardly at all. Well, that's because you slept all day Saturday. I know. I was worried because I've never slept that much. I sleep quite a bit, but I've never slept that much. And I'm like, should I be concerned here? But it, it, I've bounced back. Well, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like hearing that. Another, uh, another potential roadblock is I got bit by a tick. Well, that that's painful. I don't know that I've ever been bit by a tick, uh, but whatever. Well, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm concerned about that too. Let me. Uh, why don't be concerned? Where'd you get bit? You get you get ticks, man. I had a tick on me, on my side. I've never had a tick in my life. I know I've had two in the past few weeks, and I've never had one before in my in my life. Uh, made the mistake of looking at uh, this conjecture on ESPN. So I'm going to give you the trade. You tell me if it's feasible. It's an NBA trade. Uh, Damian Lillard goes to the Nets along with Yusef Nurkic 
Portland from the Nets gets Spencer Dinwiddle, Nicholas Claxton. Dinwiddie. When Dinwiddie, Nicholas Claxton, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, uh, three first-round picks from Phoenix. Uh, does that sound like something that would make sense? No. I hate that trade for Portland. I get that they want those draft picks. They've got uh, some young players, but you're adding four guys who are essentially useless. All right, Miami gets Damian Lillard. Well, I don't know if – yeah, that, that's not much of a trade. Uh, the Blazers get Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Nikola, Nikola Jovic. Draft rights to Jamie Jack was Jr., uh, 2028 first-round pick, 2030 first-round pick, and a 2029 pick swap. Uh, does that I hate ma- pick swaps. Does that trade make sense? If I never hear the term pick swap ever again. Does that trade make sense? It'll be too soon. I guess. I don't. That's a lot to give up by Miami. No, it's not. Tyler Hero? Yeah, but would you rather have Damian Lillard or Tyler Hero? Jamie Jackwood Jr., I think he's, he's going to be really good. Okay, but he's never played for them, so it's not like Miami's given up something of value that they've, that they've had and used. All right, here's a trade that's of special interest to those of us in Wichita. The Lakers get Fred Van Vliet. Toronto gets Tyus Jones and Mo Bamba. Washington gets Malik Beasley and a 2030 Lakers first-round pick. I mean, whatever. These trades, it's all about working out the money. It's it's never really about the players you get in return. It's let me get that. That's why the NBA is a mess. First round pick in twelve years. And Fred Van Vliet to the Lakers is interesting. That's, that's intriguing. But is there any other player in that deal that even slightly interests you? Oh, uh, you know, Malik not really. Beasley, come on, Malik Beasley. Uh, Here's one that involves the Knicks. They get Paul George. The Clippers get R.J. Barrett, Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, a 2024 unprotected first-round pick, a Dallas top-10 protected first-round pick in 24, and a first-round swap in 2025. Paul George to the Knicks. Does that does that put the Knicks into the uh, puts the He's always team. hurt. Clippers need to figure something out because they always have a talented roster, but their guys never play, and that's that's a problem. They don't play in the playoffs. They don't play in the regular season. I like the Clippers. I want to I want to enjoy the Clippers, but the Clippers don't give us much to enjoy because their stars are always out. Here's an interesting one. Carl Anthony Towns goes to the Knicks. Minnesota gets Julius Randle, Isaiah Roby, Jericho Sims, and three – first-round picks. What? I'd much rather have Julius Randle. Over Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns. He doesn't. No. Come on. That's uh, that's surprising. He's a fine player, but he's not a diff- he's not a difference maker. I bet if Minnesota lost him, they'd be better, just with getting nobody back. That's ridiculous. Then you'd have Rudy Gobert down there. Uh, you wouldn't. You, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns. He shoots the three spaces of the floor, but no. Give me, give me something else. That's a terrible thing. How to about Carl Anthony Towns for Damian Lillard? Well, wait a minute. You just said Carl Anthony Towns has no value. Well, Portland's not looking for immediate value, win now type of stuff. Uh, but if you can get somebody back, that well, is, I'd want somebody viable. else. If you were who? What about Edwards? 
for uh, Damian Lillard. No. You know how much more trade value Anthony Edwards has than Damian Lillard? Well, I like Damian Lillard. Well, okay. I get it. But Anthony Edwards is on the cusp of being a super-duper star. And Damian Lillard's a little older. Injury, not injury prone, but he was injured last year a little bit. No. Pass. Hmm. Towns for Lillard. Well, I'm 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 curious to see where the free agents end up and what the trades look like uh, in the NBA. Everybody should be. What do you prefer? In the NFL, it's kind of spaced out. In in major league, like a trade in Major League Baseball. By far. No, I'm not asking you about well, that. What are you asking? Talking me? about free agents. Get to the question. In in the NFL, it's relatively quick. Major League Baseball free agency takes forever. NBA takes an hour. And yeah, we I like the I like the whirlwind of activity in you the like NBA. That? That's what you prefer. I like it. it. Gives me a charge. I like it. Okay, but then on July second, there's nothing That's left. That's all right. I don't I don't need to worry about it on July second. So just July I got fireworks to worry about. Which, by the way, we're we're about on we're selling them now, right? Today's the day. So tonight it'll be just awful around here, probably. And I and I know I sound like the old man when that happened. No. What's today? The twenty seventh. I, uh, I think anti-fireworks imminent is uh, a viable opinion. But, it, but but we can't stop it. Why? How come these? There's no self-awareness. Because it brings in revenue. I'm talking about the people who shoot them off. Don't they know that everybody hates it? Like they don't care. If you're not doing it, you hate it, they right? They don't care. There's no one that's sitting at their house like, oh, these firework people, oh, they're just fine, it's whatever. Well, you don't have to worry about it. You live 40 miles outside of town. You got nothing to worry about. Why are you even uh, contributing here? You, you don't get you to act talk. like I didn't live in the city for yeah, the you first don't. 37 there, this, years of my life. You were life. driven out of the city. I don't think I was what? driven out. Yeah, you were. You left. I think you, we chose to leave. Well, you were driven out. People uh, came by and said, leave, and you... You left. You oh, packed up and you left. I still work in the city. Does that? No, you don't. You work out at Channel Toe. There's not a, there's not a residence around it. it. But is it not in Wichita? No, it's not in Wichita. It's at 37th and Hillside. You act like it's. I there's mean, not a neighborhood near it. Sure, it's not that far from Wichita State. It's, it's two but, miles. But there's, but there's not a neighborhood around Channel Twelve. Oh, we go and visit houses and and deliver goods to no, our, our neighbors frequently. You don't have any neighbors. We, we Meanwhile, over here at Cake, it's right in the middle of a neighborhood. At where? At Cake, where we have houses surrounding it. Well, what would you know? That's one. That's you know. Maybe I have a little bit of an affinity. And and congratulations to Annette Lawless, who recently had a. Child, yeah, and with that our photojournalist Tim Steinert works at uh, your place. Yes. Oh, you had to get that in. Well, he's a good guy. What if she'd had a child for, with someone who works at Channel Three? Would you have mentioned it? No, but I, I don't mind Channel Three. Uh, I like them all. They they all serve a purpose in our community. Not debatable. Well, that's not debatable. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get with Jesse Newell. From the Kansas City Star, we'll talk Chiefs. We'll talk, uh, get his thoughts on the Royals and KU. Uh, look forward to the talk with Jesse. Always. Football season quickly approaching. It won't be long now. Mm -hmm. We'll get these training camps open. 
in August. It'll be it'll be nuts. You understand that, right? Yeah, not, it was fine. Actually, in July the training camps open. I like football. Football is fine. It's not a threat. I, baseball is my major love, but I like football. Yeah, okay, I like football, but I don't need year-round coverage of football. Oh, I don't mind it. I don't mind year-round coverage of anything. You don't? Give me the info while I was just talking about the NBA. Yeah, but that's in the news. Free agency is the, about to begin. These sports better always be in the news if they're going to be viable. Yeah. They better always figure out. Oh, this isn't the old baseball days. Baseball doesn't even get covered during baseball I season. find ways to keep up on baseball. Well, at, we all do. Yeah. But Jim, if you want to know about Jim baseball. Jim Rome does a, a baseball interview a month. If you want to know something about I don't listen to Jim Rome for uh, baseball. I, don't, I, I'm, I, I need to get past the smack-off season. That's really? something I don't care about smack in the league. Smack-off season is the best. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. The local rock group down the street is trying hard to learn their song. All right, songs from the Summer of Love, 1967, the musical theme, The Monkees' Pleasant Valley Sunday. From how many years ago is that? My gosh, 50-something. Right? Yeah. Jesse Newell joins us from the Kansas City Star. He's the Chiefs beat writer. Hey, Jesse. How's it going, guys? Uh, So we were uh, talking. uh, We're going to have NFL here before we know it. Uh, Already some activity in the NFL. What has, if anything, stood uh, stood out about some of the Chiefs' early activity in their camp? Yeah, you know, you always have to kind of preface it with um, no pads on and it's only OTAs and there's plenty of time. And, you know, guys every year show up at training camp and um, prove themselves. But, you know, they let us out there to those practices too, both for uh, organized team activities and also for mandatory mini camp. So you take whatever observations you have and you put them in the file and you revisit it once they start training camp here next month. But, you know, I'd say some of the main takeaways I had from that was just 
Um, Sky Moore looked really good. Looked like he was on the same page with Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, the Chiefs are relying upon that this year with a wide receiver core that probably is not as good as an average NFL wide receiver core out there. They need some jumps from guys out there, and they're sort of relying on Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to do some magic there. But if Sky Moore can take a, a second-year jump and not have to worry as much about the special teams that kind of weighed him down last year, then potentially that can be some of uh, the production that can be filled in there. Uh, an undrafted rookie, uh, Daneric Prince, he's a running back out of Tulsa. Man, he's a good guy. Um, he kind of is exactly in the Isaiah Pacheco mold, which is a big dude who can run, who is most likely going to start the season without injury as the team's kickoff returner. And then from there, he continues to impress. He's caught everything out of the backfield. And they didn't really know he was a good receiver coming into camp. And uh, he is. He is a really good receiver. So he's got the potential if somebody goes down to kind of step in like Pacheco did last year. Pacheco was the second or third back. Things didn't go well with Clyde Lair. You know, he got hurt, and all of a sudden you've got Isaiah Pacheco taking carries, and he impressed, and he ended up as the Chiefs' top rusher last year uh, down the stretch. So watch for Daenerys Prince, an undrafted rookie out of Tulsa who can emerge. And then, um, you know, I, I would say the one guy that is, is struggling at this point and probably still needs a little bit of time would be Rasheed Rice, their second-round pick, um, you know, out of the NFL draft and uh, out of SMU. And he just – even Andy Reid mentioned it in OTA. is just not quite in shape yet, kind of adjusting to the Chiefs and how they practice and a little bit behind. And I just mentioned Sky Moore going through his rookie pains, and we've seen a lot of Chiefs receivers in that offense sort of take some time to figure it out. It seems at least at this moment like Rasheed Rice might be a little bit behind in that pecking order and needs to kind of catch up if he wants to be and the immediate contributor that maybe some fans are hoping he's going to be. Do you think, uh, Jesse, the gap between the Chiefs and the other teams separately in the division, the AFC West and the AFC uh, in general, has grown or shrunk this year? And also, if uh, DeAndre Hopkins and or Dalvin Cook go to uh, an AFC contender that isn't the Chiefs, do you think that shrinks the gap even more? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of how you play with these numbers, right? I mean, it's it's like – I would say right now I think the Chiefs have a better roster than they did a year ago at this time. So, like, that's good. <laughs> that's what you want. You want to always be improving. And some of the offseason additions they had, whether it's Jawan Taylor on the offensive line or Charles Amenahu on the defensive line, like, if you line up both rosters, I'd say that this one is probably better or you hope that this one's better, and they won the Super Bowl last year. So, like, that's really good, except the problem is exactly what you said, which is all these AFC teams are also really good too. And so – your slice of the pie to potentially make a Super Bowl, much less win one, gets divided between you and the Bengals who are good again and the Bills who should be good again and the Jets who have loaded up with Aaron Rodgers. And you can kind of keep going on the line. Miami seems to be on the uptrend. Jacksonville, you know, gave the Chiefs a game last year at Arrowhead. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of fascinating because the Chiefs are still the favorite to win the Super Bowl, and that's where you want to be. But and the roster is probably better than a year ago, but there are just so many AFC teams you have to go through to not only get to the AFC Championship but make it to the Super Bowl that it's, it's tougher to get there. You know, their road, you're comparing it to an NCAA tournament bracket, their road is tougher than maybe another team out there. But um, that's sort of how it's, it's divvied up at this point, and the Chiefs have some challenges out there. But I do think that in this era of whatever you want to call it, the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid era, where Patrick Mahomes is getting paid a lot of money to play quarterback for the Chiefs, for them to still have Travis Kelsey and for them to still be able to make free agent additions, major ones in the offseason to improve their roster, that's a really good and smart position to be in. And so you have to like their chances, even if 
us saying we like their chances is putting them at a 20% chance to win the Super Bowl. You don't get to win it every year. Other teams can jump and get you too. But the Chiefs are, if you're going to pick one team, that's probably the team you would pick to win next year's Super Bowl. So that's always an envious place to be. And I think that's the place that you find themselves in. And so they, they should feel fortunate about that and also feel good about the decisions they made this offseason to keep it that way. Jesse Newell is our guest from the Kansas City Star. We're talking about the Chiefs. So uh, I guess I'm one who believes everything will work itself out when it comes to Chris Jones. Uh, he's so valuable to the Chiefs. Uh, he's He likes winning, obviously. Uh, the Chiefs need him to anchor their defense. They have lost Frank Clark. Uh, they were close. Uh, is there anything there when it comes to Chris Jones and contract negotiations with the Chiefs, or is this going to turn out to be just a little facade that uh, nobody, there's not going to be any issue getting him signed, right? Yeah, it's. I think right now you're at a moment where that is the overarching feeling and probably should be that way because of what we've heard from both sides, you know. Went to the ring ceremony for the Chiefs here a week and a half ago, and Brent Beach was there, and he said, "Hey, the communication between, you know, Chris Jones's agent and Chris Jones and him was still good. There's open communication." Um, Andy Reid talked about that as well. You know, the bottom line with these things is that you need two sides to come together for a deal, and I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that both sides don't want to come to a deal. I think it's a leverage thing right now where the Chiefs. It would very much behoove them to get this thing done so they would have some extra cash available so they could figure out their salary cap situation for this year and beyond. But for Chris Jones, you could see a reason why his agency would just want to kind of hesitate a little bit because, for one, um, the, the market for defensive tackles in this league is kind of Aaron Donald and everybody else. I mean, if you go look at the exact numbers on the NFL, Aaron Donald makes $31 million a year, I believe it is, on a per-year basis. And the second-ranked guy is $23 million. So, like, there's a pretty big gap there where you're trying to figure out, okay, where exactly should Chris Jones slot in? Quinnen Williams of the Jets, his deal is supposed to get done after his rookie deal. Um, they're anticipating that before training camp. He should be somewhere in that middle. But, again, where he falls in that middle is very important to the Chiefs and also Chris Jones because if he makes $28 million, well, Chris Jones is not going to sell for less than that because he's a better player than Quinnen Williams. If he settles for $24 million, all of a sudden, the Chiefs could have some leverage and say, well, well, we'll pay you less than Aaron Donald and more than Quinn and Williams, but you know, not much more because obviously this market has been set in a different place. So I think Chris Jones' side is probably waiting for Quinn and Williams to sign, see what number that is, and then potentially the two sides can come to a better or a quicker resolution. But, I mean, all the things behind it would say that this is going to get done. Chris Jones has, has tweeted out <laughs> that he wants to be a Chief for life. He won't play for another organization. Uh, they've had this happen in the past. You know, Chris Jones held out of mandatory minicamp. Uh, if you want to call it that, in 2019 at the end of his rookie deal, then he showed up to being in a training camp, and the Chiefs and him came to a, an extension, you know, right before the season or on the very last day they could negotiate right there in training camp. So we've seen this happen before, and it had a happier resolution for the Chiefs and for Chris Jones. And so I'd anticipate that happening again. But, you know, him not showing up to mandatory minicamp and not showing up to the ring ceremony, he said he was sick. All those things just kind of keep your eyebrow raised a little bit just to say this is not something to worry about yet. But there are signs to pay attention to in case this thing does go sideways and maybe potential for it to go sideways might be a little bit higher than we would have thought maybe two, three, four weeks ago. I don't want to say, like, who's who's to blame, but which side 
do you think is is more responsible for it not being done yet? And it might just be like you said, establishing uh, the market of a, of another player, and 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 Chris Jones waiting on that. But is there a responsibility to go around here that this hasn't gotten done? Because this rarely happens with the Chiefs. They usually lock their guys up uh, even well before they need to. Well, and we say that, but maybe that was the past of what they did. Because I just talked about here in, in the offseason how the Chiefs got better this offseason, even with Patrick Mahomes not being on his rookie deal anymore, even with him getting paid a lot of money. And what's part of the reason for that? Well, part of the reason for that was when Tyreek Hill wanted money that was higher than any other receiver, the Chiefs said no. They balked. They said, no, we'll trade him. We'll get resources for that. When Orlando Brown tried to hold his line last year in training camp and you know reset the market for uh, tackles and get more money than he'd been paid, the Chiefs saw their line and said, no, just play on the franchise tag. And then they didn't offer him the franchise tag this year. They instead went out and signed Dewan Taylor, who they liked better from an athletic profile. So, um, I mean, Frank Clark's another example. Like, they've had a lot of history with Frank Clark. Andy Reid loves Frank Clark. They didn't resign him this offseason when the numbers and the dollars didn't make sense. So, I mean, who's to blame? You know, I would say right now, I mean, this is me talking as like a newspaper writer. Sometimes deadlines just help things get done. You know what I mean? Um, when I, if you give me 10 days to write a story or 10 hours to write a story, uh, you know, I'm probably going to get to it a little bit quicker with 10 hours to go. And if I have 10 days, I might waste the first eight just kind of looking around and doing other things because it's not that immediate thing. So I would say the Chiefs have motivation to sign him. They would love to sign him, but they want to sign him at their price. And if you look around the, the, the locker room, Patrick Mahomes does not have top-of-the-league money quarterback. And he's talked about, hey, that's because I want other guys to get money, like Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey doesn't have top-of-the-tight-end market money. But these guys sort of have an, an, an understanding that if they don't do that, not only will their teammates get taken care of, but they're going to have a very competitive team. They probably will win multiple Super Bowls. So I think from the Chiefs' standpoint, they're looking at this and saying, this is kind of like Tyree Kill. They're saying, hey, if you want to be paid really well, and you want, I don't know the number, $26, 27000000 million a year, get a lot of that money up front, have security for the rest of your life, and fit into what they're working on here, I think they're ready to sign him today. But if he's wanting more than Aaron Donald and $32 million to reset the market, I think the Chiefs are looking back at Tyree Kill, and they're looking back at Orlando Brown and saying, Walking away from those guys seemed bad at the time, but it was not the worst thing for the Chiefs, and it kept them rolling in a positive trajectory. So I don't think that's the way that either side wants to end up, but I think mostly that um, for one side, which is the Chris Jones side, they want to see how much leverage they have. And for the second side of this is just the fact that they've got a month to do this thing. And so um, deadlines make things go quicker, and when this thing gets down to training camp next month and the deadline is, is coming fast, I think the two sides will be a little bit more motivated to both come to the table and see kind of if they can find that happy ground. Talking uh, with Jesse Newell, I got a question about KU football, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go, Jesse. But uh, talk about the new stadium and excitement about Lance Leipold and and uh, everything just pointing up for for KU football. What do you think it'll be in a couple years if they can hold on to Coach Leipold and? and get a stadium that's uh, updated and renovated. Uh, what is, is there a ceiling for Kansas football in the new uh, and improved, we think, to some degree, even with OU and Texas leaving, uh, Big 12? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I mean, I've said all along, whatever coach can come in here and be bowl eligible every other year, um, the final question he'll be asked before he retires is where he wants the statue. You know what I mean? And 
that's sort of where Lance Leipold's at already in year two, where it's sort of like, okay, uh, KU over under win totals around six. They made a bowl game last year, but they don't make it this year. You surely expect them to probably compete for one the next year. Um, what's so fascinating is that he's kind of trying to do this in a different way, which is loyalty to an extent, trying to get guys to stick with the program, to show their development, to show that he can turn out in NFL players if you stay with the program. And that's just so counter to the NIL era and the transfer portal and all those sorts of things. So how will it work? You know, I don't know if he can compete against the very top of the top, the Alabamas of the world, who if they don't like a guy, they can ship him off and go get a new guy that is starring at his own school. I mean, this sort of feels like KU basketball, right? Like KU basketball just jettisoned 10 or 11 guys from its roster and then brought in Hunter Dickinson, and they're going to be preseason number one again. So it's tough to compete against the top of the top because of that, but you're right. I mean, if they get a new stadium out of it, if they get donors going, if they make bowl games every other year, if they become a real legitimate program and Lance Leipold sticks around, I think that's the only question you have for him at the end of the tenure. Whenever his tenure is done is, where do you want your statue? Because it's going up and it's going up somewhere and maybe you can help on some of the details to make it look exactly like you want to. And I'm sure that's part of the draw for Leipold is to know that if he does this at this school, is going to be remembered for a long, long time. And so you combine that with he also does a good job of pulling out some of the mid-major players, bringing them to Kansas as transfers and saying, hey, there's better resources, facilities here um, to, to bring those guys up. And you've seen some success, success stories with that here, even just for the first two years. So kind of an interesting track for KU. But if they continue this type of success, then, uh, yeah, that'll be a huge, huge boost because of what they were and, and what they got out of to get to this particular point. Always interesting. We appreciate it, Jesse. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. Uh, we'll get him on again here in the next month or so and get updated on the Chiefs and everything else. Denise Neal joins us, a uh, veteran of the Summer of Love. How are you, Denise? I'm good. How are you? Well, we're, you know, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. We thought right. it was time to have you on again. You calling uh, Denise old? Well, I mean, She's yeah. just a loving person. Every summer oh. is the niece's summer. I don't think she was alive back in 67. Uh, no, she wasn't. I wasn't. Thank you, but Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. I was you're not. Welcome. But as I said, every summer for Denise is a summer of love. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. Um, I so either. let's uh, let's let's jump <laughs> right in. I saw your okay. story, and and I I hope you thought about us as you were writing about the new barbecue place over here at 13th and Amadon, which seems like it's now on course to open, uh, we hope, sometime in September. Tell us a little bit more about that, please. Well, yes, of course. And I was, like, basically counting the minutes till you called me because I knew when you saw that you would get so excited. Um, but the place is called uh, Barrel Boys Barbecue, and I first reported that it was going to open – back in January of 2022. So that was a long time ago. And you got very excited at the time. Uh, it's a barbecue place owned by a food truck guy who a lot of people really love his barbecue. His name's Buddy Buddy King. And he decided to go brick and mortar, but he announced it. And now here we are a year and a half later and still no restaurant. So I just decided to check in with him. And he said that the process ended up being a lot more complicated and costing more than he thought it would, as it tends to do when you open a restaurant. But he 
he's gotten the patio poured, the electrical done, the plumbing done. He's got the parking lot put in. He hopes to open mid to late September at the corner of 13th and Meridian uh, by those new, like, weird-looking duplexes that just went up there at that corner. So I call yes, it Amadon. Finally. Well, I call it Amadon. That's a good it point. It's Meridian. No, it's but, no. I, I think it's, it's Amadon. It's Meridian. No, Meridian's a little bit farther to the west. Uh, once we get over here in this area, Thirteenth well, and Meridian is where. Yeah, well, if you if you reported Thirteenth and Meridian, then we'll have a bunch mm-hmm. of people scrambling to find that place when it opens. Mm-hmm. You say so. <laughs> Now, so you got her uh, feverishly uh, checking it. Uh, Denise, I've got. Well, let us know. Uh, I have two. I have two questions for you. Question one. How are you feeling? I'm feeling better. I feel a little bit better all the time. Um, You know, I'm not all the way there, but uh, hopefully I sound a little bit better. And my mouth doesn't hurt as much as it used to, although I still can't eat anything spicy or drink any alcohol, which makes me mad. But otherwise, you know, yeah. my next checkup, my next scan is August 30th. Very uh, and by the way, we, Bob, we, I'm, staring, I'm staring at a map right now that says 13th and Meridian. Well, I don't know what to tell you. You know where the copper oven is, right? We've yes, had lunch there in the past. That's at 13th, 13th Meridian. Meridian. And the other place is up near the corner of... Thirteenth uh, and Amadon, but that can I ask? Can we don't, I ask we my don't other need question. to argue about that anymore because Jeff has other questions. Just related okay. to not necessarily the location, but uh, you know, we always hear about Kansas City has great barbecue. We know Memphis. Mm-hmm. Does Wichita have a reputation yet? I'm not saying equal to either of those cities, but are people talking about Wichita barbecue around the region? Not that I'm aware of. Well, that's too are bad. They, do you think they are? I don't. But uh, I know we have so many barbecue restaurants. We have good barbecue. And I know a lot of them are, are pretty good. So maybe we're growing in, in that stature in some ways. But I guess not. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe you're right. I'm not really sure myself. All right. But I haven't really heard that. But, um, but yeah, it could be. I mean, I can't think of – we've got a lot of good barbecue here, but I can't think of anybody who's kind of – Regionally known, can you? Well, but if you got on Dining with Denise and said mm-hmm. Wichita is now a barbecue king, uh, mm-hmm. it's mostly about perception, right? Uh, we don't I know if so. Kansas yeah. City is a great barbecue. I mean, I'm sure they have some great barbecue, whatever. Uh, but it's, it's got a reputation, and I don't know how you quantify that. Probably their food mm-hmm. writer in Kansas City wrote that they've got great barbecue, and now they have great barbecue. That's all it takes. Oh, Jason Sudeikis says it, too, so it must be true. So if you were to write uh, that Wichita has mm-hmm. great blank in terms of food, yeah, what would it be? Mm-hmm. What would be our calling card for food here in Wichita? Well, I would say, uh, without a doubt, it would be uh, Mediterranean Lebanese food, you know, like the N and J's and the uh, Cafe Maurice's, and you know what I'm talking about. 
Type yeah, that, does, that doesn't move my needle at all. That, that, that doesn't uh, it, make... It kind of moves mine, but I... Go ahead, Denise. I won't well, I take mean, over the conversation. I'm sorry that that's not your favorite food, but it, we do have a large Lebanese community here, and they make that food very well. And it's kind of You our, need to go to the Lebanese dinner thing. at uh, ah. my friend David Michael Hans Church because I've been to the Lebanese. It's dinner. amazing, and I didn't know that yeah, I expected good. that, but it was it was so good. Yeah. Um, I like yeah, the way I need you to, have expanded I, your horizons lately, Jeff. I'm really trying. It's hard because you know I have a, a person in the house with a wheat allergy, and we can't get to uh, everywhere necessarily. I or we want to go, but I. Really am trying, and I would like to try new things. I, I just don't know well, the back in the like day he, when. Go ahead. go ahead, Denise. I feel like his wife, your wife, has um, has sort of like pushed you to try new things. Am I wrong? Perhaps. Not. Yeah. I don't think you're necessarily wrong. My daughter kind of has, has done that as well. I'm just. Uh, I'm not tired of hamburgers and French fries or chicken fingers or anything like that. But I would like to. Right. Uh, See what else is out there that I might enjoy. We also have good Vietnamese food, but that, that we've covered that topic with you too. Yeah, oh, and, and really I don't know back in the day when Kerry Nation was fighting cowboys down at the Eaton Saloon that that we were talking about someday uh, Wichita is going to be known for its Mediterranean food. I I don't know. I well, mean, how great that we are then. That's I would think that would be called progress. Maybe That's a it very is. White man thing to say. <laughs> That's a very white man thing to say, Bob. I don't mind. I, well, I, listen, listen. I Mediterranean food. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Give me the name of a restaurant, and my wife and I this weekend will either go to the restaurant or order takeout from it, as long as they have fried okay. rice. What is the name of the? I'll give you two. Uh, N and J Cafe is step one for you. It's at um, okay. Lincoln and Edgemore. I know where that and is. A little more upscale for you. Step two is Cafe Maurice at Twenty uh, First and Webb. It's Bob. It's you. You have eaten this before. It's hummus, baba ganoush, uh, shawarma, uh, falafel, gyro. I feel like I want to try shawarma. I've yes, heard it's do. good. It's go amazing. to Medi's first. No, I don't want to do that. Oh, I want Medi's, to go right course. to the best. I can't believe I can't believe I forgot Medi's. Yes, Medi's. You would love Medi's. Okay. They've got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Medi's is really good. Start too. there. Their swarm is good. I've had it. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Yes, I agree. All right, I'm going to try it this weekend. That. Do it, please. Yes. Get some hummus. You know, and some I, love I love hummus. Get You've got like potatoes there. Kibbe. Yeah, I mean, I, I love kibbe. It's like a kibbe is like a little football shaped uh, kind of meatball type thing. And it is so, so, so good. Try so, it. Uh, Denise Neal with us. I just wanted to ask you about a place down south called Dragon City you recent, recently wrote about. I was intrigued mm-hmm. by that as well. Tell us tell us about that restaurant and where is it located? Well, now, Bob, that restaurant you're referring to is actually called Oshi. I think I'm pronouncing that right. O-I-S-H-I. And it is 
owned by the same people who run Dragon City, which is at 13th and, uh, well, no, it's on West Central. Um, but I don't know if I can trust Ocean. your addresses anymore. I can. Oh, by the way, I, I have a solution. I, I, I have the answer to our debate. It's McLean, not Meridian, and that's why I wrote the story. I just got M confused. Okay, McLean. There yeah, you go. Sorry. That does make a lot more sense. Yes. Although I still think it's Hamilton. Yes, but we won't. We, I don't want to get caught up in that. I put McLean in the story, too. So, whew. I just got confused while we were speaking. <laughs> anyway, Oshi <laughs> is a place that has poke and ramen soup in under one roof. They're in an old place that used to be kind of run down on South Rock Road. It was a kind of a rundown okay. Asian diner, but they completely remodeled it inside, so it's all brand new. And do you, you know what poke is? Yeah, they were a good uh, band. Yeah. What What was the? Uh, okay. Why Why do I frustrate you? Because uh, Denise is trying to educate you, and you are not taking her seriously. Well, I am. I did not know there was ever a band named Poke. Poco. It was a dumb it? joke. <laughs> Oh, they okay. don't, Janice. Continue. Just ignore me. I think it. I'm very close to that time where people bring me blankets, and that's about the only time yep. I see somebody. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. But and, is and that's so, okay. Is that, a no he, is that a no? He doesn't know what poke is. I don't think he knows what poke is. No, I have no idea. I know. Poke. I, I've seen some. Go ahead. Poke is a Hawaiian dish. And it's one of my favorites. You you basically choose meat, and it's typically uh, sushi salmon or sushi tuna, and then you choose uh, for you choose a base like rice, white rice or brown rice, and then you can get toppings. You pick your own toppings like um, spicy mayo, chunks of mango, edamame, uh, seaweed salad, crab salad, uh, and you put it all together in a bowl with 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 sauce, like a soy sauce type thing. It is so, so, so good. We have a few poke restaurants here, but this is going to be another one. So you can get poke there, or you can get ramen, which is like a Japanese soup, hot soup with all kinds of stuff in it. So oh, that, sounds, that, that, sounds, uh, that sounds okay to me. You should go to the Hawaiian okay. restaurant. Uh, poke? Yeah, poke. Well, okay. Well, well this place know. is called Oshi. Poke is spelled P O K E. Right. Okay. What if I walk in and this say, "Okay, Mon." Oishi. Come on, you don't get this kind of humor anywhere else. Denise. Oh, okay, Mom. Can you what? host the show with me two to four every week? I'd like some Poke, Mon. I mean, how oh, good would that I get be? It. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's like kind of a Jamaican <laughs> Hawaiian thing mixed together, a mashup. He's trying to say Pokemon. Yeah, she knows what it. I'm yeah, saying. I don't think... Okay, well, you went to the I, Jamaica I thing, so I wasn't sure. But Denise was used to my... Right, yeah, I know. completely okay. off the rails. Off the rails. Yeah, this, this, is a, this is a crazy segment. Uh, but mm-hmm. we love you nonetheless. And I think Same. next time we do this, we're going to get you in studio out east, okay? Oh, yeah, okay. Are you guys so back that we to the can, uh, No, we're not, but I think we'll make a special oh. appearance uh, to get you on. Okay. Do you ever go there? So, Sometimes. Uh, not I, was there, I was there a week ago or so, yeah. 
but I but I really enjoy yeah. doing this show in my basement. I'm very no. comfortable here. But this will be just like the old days. Yes, it will. It, it will be like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, Denise, thank you. We we always appreciate it. Okay. Right back at you. Good All right. Luck, see yeah. you soon. Thanks, good luck, Denise yeah. Neal from the Wichita it. Eagle, Kansas. You told me good luck twice. That's how. Read her work, Dining with Denise, on Facebook, uh, which I've done and do quite often. Denise is wonderful. I thought I was excellent in that segment. Mm. Let's take a break. <laughs> what do you have to say about it, really? I thought Denise was great. You didn't like my, I'd like some Pokemon? I did not, no. Uh, if we'll I, be... Again, if I had said that, you'd run me off. No, I'd say that's funny. That's creative. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. Uh, we will be back, and we'll have a game uh, in the second hour. Jeff has you one. You do a tough one today, man. Tough game today. And Max is going to play, too, just to help you out. All right. We'll, get, we'll, we'll make it all happen. Stay with us. The Bob and Jeff Show, a Tuesday edition here on KFH. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.